0: We're going to find out. You ready? Mm-hmm. After I'm done playing with my tip. Okay. Ah! Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of THC True Hollywood Crime. I'm your host, Mariah. This is your other host, Bailey. And I'll be getting handsy because I'm hands-free. <laughs> hands-free. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband, Big Daddy, set up a mic stands for us. It's very interesting. I'll take a picture and show you guys. We normally hold our microphones. You've
1: had them since day one. Yes. But
0: we also broke them day one and the
1: computer. We
0: didn't break them. We were trying to put them on the arms of the futon that Mm -hmm. we used to podcast on. And the arms were too fat. Didn't Mm -hmm. work. So now our new podcast set up with this table in the middle. I guess they clamp onto the table nicely. Lou was very proud of himself. Him and my son Wyatt did it. And they were like... Oh, my God. Do you have to look at what we did? Come look at what we did. Look, 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 look. What do you think? What do you think? You know, I immediately walked in was like, oh, my God. We're so professional. I know. So if it sounds weird, blame my husband. But if it sounds better than ever, (laughs) you know, give me credit because I bought him. Absolutely. Two years, two and a half years ago. There you go. God. Oh, it popped up on my memories um because I used to post on Facebook too. I yeah. would do both Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I can't remember what episode it was, but it was Two from 100,000 years, years ago. Book. And I was like, "Whoa, that was a while ago." Crazy. So, this is weird because this is how we used to do things, which is every week, but doesn't it feel now like it's we just did this. I, yeah. How did we do it? How did we? No wonder we talked about Married at First Sight so much. Because ha- we had
1: nothing else, nothing else to, to talk, talk about.
0: about. We just There's no way that you can podcast every week and always have something to talk about. No. All right. I'll give you your Christmas card because I did Ooh. get that done, what,
1: last weekend, I okay. guess? Okay. So that's something we could talk
0: about. Oh, cute. And you allowed um, Violet to really be herself, which is like grumpy and disdainful oh, like very, I what are we doing right it was perfect you want it, me to
1: smile no no the faces she tried to make were like no and then we're like just do a normal face
0: yeah <laughs> I always say when she looks like this um, this is when you can really see your husband shining through She's her. So over us, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Whenever she looks like disdainful, annoyed, grumpy, I'm it's, like, oh, there's her dad. Yeah, it's their eyes. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. It is. And it's so cute. I love it. I think she looks awesome. Yeah. I do this because you guys, okay, so you guys have her like tied up in Christmas lights in between you. Mm-hmm. Um what? No, oh, nothing is calm but all is bright. That's funny, is what it says. But kind of like it's funny because the theory would be you're tying her up because usually five year olds are so wild and out of control. Meanwhile, she looks like she just wants to have a cup of tea and go to bed because you guys are giving her a headache, out. Yeah. and you guys are like pretending to drink from bottles of
1: booze. Exactly, that's so funny. No, she's so over us in the picture in real life, and because that's what we were going for.
0: Cute, love <laughs> it, great job, another classic. I'll add it to the collection,
1: and then more in the classics. Spam
0: always a classic. Spam
1: as in spam and eggs? Yes. Came okay. out with a limited edition figgy pudding flavor. Mm. <laughs> spam already? I'm out. I can't do it. The texture, it's so salty. What if you don't know it's in something? Maybe. So listen, so we're going to go on our perfume exploration here. Let's listen to the notes.
0: <laughs> oh, a uh, figgy pudding spam? Yeah.
1: Fig orange cinnamon Mm -hmm. clove nutmeg ginger and allspice
0: so literally that's what a figgy pudding tastes like i'm like can we turn this into a candle but then why are you putting it into spam i don't know i don't that's wild yeah i don't mind spam in things chop it up fry it up when they do it with like a hash or like with sticky rice or something yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah. no I get it it's just it's the spam steaks
0: yeah no I'm not doing that yeah
1: that's too much for me
0: yep Mm I am not doing that and I don't cook with spam I'm not trying to get it out of the can and like cut it up myself that freaks me out but if someone prepares it for me I'll eat it
1: I've just gotten on board with chicken out of a can I will never. I'll eat spam first. Well, spam
0: belongs in a can. Chicken well, does not.
1: Only because I use it to make my pizza crust.
0: Oh, I get what you're doing. Yeah, but
1: I like it. Lit- it's so gross to me. It's I would never worst. use it for like chicken salad or how people literally will just like put it into food. Oh, like- my
0: grandma does all the time. Yeah.
1: No, it's real odd, but for that fucking crust, man. Whew.
0: Yeah, because my grandma growing up made the best homemade chicken and dumplings. And then you found out. No, 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 no. Oh. No, growing up, she made legit chicken and dumplings, gotcha. but she had people living her house she had my grandpa my uncle me like she had people she was cooking for then she ended up like you know a single widow alone and so then I can't I used to go visit her all the time I went over and visited my grandma I've been dying for some chicken and dumplings can you like tell me how you make them Mm -hmm. she's like oh I can walk you we can make them for lunch real quick which already I'm all odd because it used to not be a real quick quick situation (laughs) and now yeah she does it now because she was just doing it for herself um canned chicken and Pillsbury biscuit dough and she just kind of like throws it all together in 15 minutes you got chicken and dumplings. Sure. Okay. And it wasn't too bad by the time she was done, in all fairness. Of course. But it really threw... I was like, well, I'm not doing that, Grandma. I'm simply yeah. not doing chicken in a can yeah. on like, my own time. I also
1: can't do those frozen pot pies because of the cubed chicken. And yeah. And you'll get a boingy piece, and it, then yeah, I'm, yeah. it's done. Yep. I, it's yeah. yeah. I'm not
0: a big frozen chicken person either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're not into chicken... I also no. don't like reheated meat a lot. Yeah. If I reheat it in the oven slowly, maybe as long as I don't dry it out, but I can't do like, like I'll never microwave chicken. Yeah. Or like microwave a hamburger. Right. For sure. That's how I fell in
1: love with the toaster oven.
0: Yeah. I know. That's the same thing as like an oven. Yeah. 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 So I get that. But yeah, the microwave makes meat weird. It can for sure.
1: Um, I was desperate to just look for anything not depressing in the news. Yeah. <laughs> right it's just so hard right now and so busy but i did manage to find this gem and it's california which made me like even more appreciative of it west coast is the best coast california girl is licensed to own a unicorn if she ever finds one fantastic right so this little girl in los angeles realize like I guess she was looking for a unicorn but she's like well you have to have a license to own certain animals that's so funny she wrote a letter like dear LA County I would like your approval if I can have a unicorn in my backyard if I can find one And so they made her like a little like dog tag, basically, that says it's like a permanent license for her to own one. And they got her a stuffed unicorn and they sent it to her. As they should. And I was just like, that was the warm and fuzzy I needed to read in the news. That's what I was looking for. And I wanted to share with you guys.
0: That's amazing. Especially with how corrupt L.A. County is. Oh, yeah. They need as many brownie points Uh as they can get in the public interest. So you send those unicorns. Cute. (laughs) Love to see it. Last but not least, I got
1: a Christmas horror movie review. Did you watch The Grinch? No. Is it out? Oh, I don't know. I thought it was. I was. I've been waiting. I haven't seen anything about okay, it. Okay. What did you watch? I watched a tickety-tockety recommendation. Oh. Dead End. I've never even heard of I it. I had never heard of it either. Um, And the only person in it that I recognized is the old lady from Something About Mary, who's in all the Insidious movies. You, oh, yeah. Yeah. She's the mom. Okay. And it's not a great movie. <laughs> the acting's awful. Mm-hmm, Some mm-hmm. real out-of-pocket shit. That's usually what you really
0: like in movies, though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but like <laughs> I think this podcast has corrupted you into liking well-done movies. I, something's <laughs> off. Like there it definitely made me laugh
1: at points. Yeah. Like it was interesting. The story. I guess it maybe wasn't, like, as Christmassy as I was going for. It just happens to be Christmas Eve. Right. And It's like
0: how people say Die Hard's a Christmas movie. You're like, I mean, technically it's happening on Christmas, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: um, the dad, I guess every year they drive to the mother-in-law's house on Christmas Eve. And for whatever reason, this year he decides to take a shortcut. And everyone in the car ends up falling asleep. Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of go throughout their evening from there and it's real fucking weird and the ending you're just like "Eh."
0: (laughs) okay but
1: yeah like i'm not mad that i watched it i definitely wouldn't be on my list of recommended movies to watch for like horror christmas i'm definitely more of a Krampus kind of girl right silent night deadly night kind of shit but you know like i said tickety Talkity threw it at me i watched it it wasn't a waste of an afternoon (laughs)
0: <laughs> i um started my christmas movie watching which um you'll be surprised everybody is the opposite of bailey you I watched, love christmas movies i love i love cheesy yeah romantic like old lady hallmark movies. Mm-hmm. christmas movies you live for them i really like the new twist of netflix doing them because it has a lot of those vibes but they're slightly more grown up and less cheesy because it's on netflix right so they can like cuss and like sometimes they can even fuck if yeah. they're really getting crazy um but I saw, I watched Noel, Noel Diary. Mm. I think that's what it's called. Anyways, I watched it not just because it was a Christmas movie. Cause I'm not like, like, I don't think I'll watch the Lindsay Lohan has one. I'm mm. not going to watch that.
1: I literally, that was going to,
0: I'm like, did you watch a Lindsay no, Lohan one? Because the problem is, is, I can never get over the fact that it's Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. I can't get lost in her character. Yeah. I will just be like, oh, now Lindsay Lohan's doing <laughs> yeah. this. And now Lindsay Lohan's doing that. <laughs> Um, But I watched one starring, for any of our This Is Us fans, uh, the hot piece of ass that is Kevin Pearson. Yeah. Kevin's the star, and he's a dog guy. The only oh. friend he has in the world is this amazingly cute dog. I'm like, these motherfuckers knew what they were doing when they were a making this movie. Dog? Yeah. Do, <laughs> do you need a story? And he's a good guy. Do you he's, need a plot? <laughs> he's not an asshole. He's not a douchebag. He's not the character that has to, like refined his love for Christmas yeah. or his small town or whatever, he's a legitimately, like, sweet, good, kind character. But anyways, Which it was good. funny because I'm pretty sure he dumped his wife via text in real life.
1: Probably. I think that's amazing. I'm not in
0: it for real life. Oh, I
1: know. But that's why you take those people and yeah. you make them the perfect dog guy. Like,
0: So, um, do I like it as a Christmas movie? Sure. I wish there was more Christmas in it. See? Yeah. They mm-hmm. don't have a big christmas day yeah i think it ends on christmas day mm-hmm. and it ends like fine yeah. like you know that it ends the way you want it to end but it literally just ends yeah you get no i want the follow-through i want the happy christmas uh-huh. day where everyone's finally getting to be in love and yeah I, is that but, too
1: much to ask for i see i feel like we feel, felt the same way about the movie. different so, themes yeah exactly <laughs> Same idea, same review, just different movies.
0: But what I will give a great review to, I haven't watched the last episode yet, but um, me and my husband and my son have been watching Wednesday. And it's great. Oh, my gosh. I'm so jealous. Why? Was,
1: just watch it. Because Nick wants to watch it, too. Oh. And we just haven't gotten a chance to sit down and watch something together.
0: Yeah. No, it's really good. Yeah. I don't know if it it might be too young for Nick. It is definitely like targeted towards like a young adult audience. Well, that that could
1: be a good thing. Maybe we'll watch the first episode and he'll tap out and then I'll inhale it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's definitely made for like, I would say a very young adult audience. Love it. It's like a, it's like a tweens first like creepy thing. And Lou was able to get into it. Yeah. Lou likes that type of stuff. Awesome. Lou's fine. Perfect. Um, but yeah, it's been great so far. It's really fun. It's it's a good mix of like creepy. It's definitely not scary. It just like, looks visually. again. Yeah, I mean, just, it's a Tim Burton show. I know,
1: but just the costumes yeah, and the Yeah, they do great on everything. Like the lurch. I love the look of their... Yeah, yeah. and yeah.
0: The, the way that Jenna Ortega does Wednesday mm-hmm. is iconic. She does so good. Yep, it's great. The yep. costumes the are costumes, great. The costumes, incredible.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So all in all... Great show, but I still have to watch the season finale. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting to have time to watch it with all three of us because mm-hmm. it's the show that we all watch together. There so. you go. Anyways, yeah. Good stuff. Love it. I don't think there's anything else going on in the whole... Yeah, because it's been... Six days <laughs> since we've done this, done this last. <laughs> Anyways, if um, you guys didn't know, we are in the middle of our Conjuring Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Last episode was Conjuring 2. This episode's going to be Conjuring 3. And then our final episode of the season, which should come out around New Year's, is going to be a big grand finale, Christmas episode, which I'm not going to tell you anything about. Correct. Big surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a as we like to call heavy hitter. Yeah. So these conjuring ones are, are just to get us through, and then um, we'll then we're so- gonna ruin your
2: New Year. <laughs> and, yeah, we're gonna
0: start the New Year, York- New Year off with a bang. Mm-hmm. If you are, if you want to play at home, to our THC. Drinking game. Take a drink of whatever you're drinking anytime we mention a past THC episode, a badass big sister, a episode of Monk, if we spill something, if you hear the train, or if we cheers. The train was so good. Last, Last episode. episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if
1: I got to the train yet. I was re-listening, but I don't think I've made it that far yet. Yeah. Because I was waiting for it, and I was like, oh, wow, you could actually like really hear really it. Really hear it?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> man, I should record how loud it is at 3 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> It's so fucking loud. Right?
1: We definitely hear it. There's not a whole lot of places in town that you can't hear it. True
0: that. So we are going to bring you lots of good times tonight, but it is going to be probably somewhat brief because it is a work night for me. And then tomorrow we have girls night, which we told you about last episode. We're doing a drag show, which is very exciting. And you and I have already done this fucking episode. And... (laughs) We've already done this episode. So you didn't get to enjoy it. We sure did. (laughs) You guys really should have heard that last time we recorded this episode because I did so good. I did so much research. I had so much notes. I threw the notes away. And here we are. And then we lost the vocal tracks. So So I rewrote my notes today. Today I rewrote them. (laughs) And the haunting part of this, because this is kind of a two part situation. Yeah. The main story I'm going to tell you is the, what do you want to call it? The possession or the the haunting of um, David Glatzel. Yes, David Glatzel. And I basically took notes word for word from their episode of a show called A Haunting. It appeared season two, episode four, way back in 2006, and it has interviews and the retelling of their story by the main players in here Mm -hmm. and by the still alive um, Lorraine Warren at that time. Yeah, at that time in 2006. Mm -hmm. I believe Ed had already passed away. Yeah, but Lorraine was still up and kicking. And so were the two main people in this, um, Arnie and Debbie. It was their firsthand account. So I just wrote down what they said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because who, who better to get it
1: from? Right. And then you had pointed out that this is the only Conjuring that neither Ed or Lorraine got any say over.
0: Yes. And I watched it tonight for the first time. And do you want me to tell you what I thought now or before you start yours? I don't know. So I, this podcast brought me to the Conjuring franchise. Right. It takes a lot for me to watch horror movies nowadays, not to sound like that person, but I just don't find horror movies that scary anymore. I'm yeah. like, I feel like they show everything in the trailers. And it's like, besides jump scares, right. I'm like, OK, whatever. The first Conjuring I thought was good. Mm-hmm. We fell in love with the characters of Ed and Lorraine. Yeah. I wasn't really scared watching it, but I thought it was a good Enjoyable, movie.
1: Enjoyable, entertaining. Uh-huh. I
0: thought Conjuring 2 was fucking trash. Right. We didn't like it. I think you gave it a two knife review. I did.
1: And that was generous.
0: They were bringing in all kinds of weird CGI characters. I mean, if you listen to the episode before this episode, I know I'm talking to the wall right now. Mm -hmm. We've we've gone in deep about it. But I didn't like Conjuring 2. Right. Conjuring 3, I think, is the scariest of the three of them. Okay. I was very impressed. I haven't seen the end of it. I still have another 15 minutes or so to watch. Mm -hmm. But I put it on and my 12 year old was watching it with me and I was like oh I'll just have it on while I like set up for the podcast and do this that and the other thinking like it's going to be like all the other conjuring movies Mm -hmm. and that very first opening scene Mm -hmm. really got my attention and I was like holy shit this is legit yeah and I felt that way throughout the whole movie. I okay. felt like the scares were properly built up, mm-hmm. good jump scares, an uneasy feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, watching it, I didn't like when, like my other kids would like You're come like, up no, behind me. Too, yeah, uh-huh. you know, I'm like, no, 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 this. Hold on. I need my space. (laughs) So, yeah, it's not like the type of scary where it's going to stay with me like The Exorcist, but I definitely think it's the scariest of the three. Good. Okay. I love it. And there's a lot of things about The Conjuring 3 it's almost like the Conjuring Three is like the rated R version of Wednesday in some ways. There's oh. a lot of similarities in like the plot and vibe, okay, to the Wednesday show. But like I said, Wednesday's for like preteens and young adults, yeah. and this is for horror movie fans. But very similar vibes. Okay.
1: Well, the only thing I can add to that is that it is Northwest's favorite movie, according to her tickety tockety. So. What more do you need? If it's her favorite movie, then it must be The Best Conjuring.
0: Oh. All right. So the whole first really 90% of what I'm going to tell you, I wrote down from, like I said, the episode of A Haunting. Um, I saw two different names for the episode. Like I said, season two, episode four. I've seen it called A Demon Dwells Here. And then I've also seen it called, um, how oh, fuck, I can't remember, but I gave you the season. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to know. All right. You ready? hmm July 1980 in Brookfield, Connecticut, Arnie Johnson and his girlfriend, Debbie Glatzel, are getting ready to move in to their own place. I know for a fact at this time that Arnie is 19. I had a hard time finding a correct age for Debbie. Okay. Do you know the answer? I don't believe so. I would put her at like 18, 19. That's what I thought. Yeah. I was trying to remember from, I had her age the first episode time okay. we did this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I remember her also being around Arnie's age. But then I read something wild that put her put her age at like 26. I'm oh, like, no. That can't be right. Absolutely not. So I think that was a typo. Yeah. So I'm going to assume that Debbie is around his age.
1: I, I would agree with that. Yes.
0: But again, these are, you know, young adults getting their. Oh, did you hear that?
1: OK. God damn it. I think you were hearing things the last time we recorded this episode. <laughs>
0: God damn I'm gonna you. cry. to you. <laughs> I'm gonna cry.
1: All right, positive vibes. Positive vibes. <laughs>
0: okay, here we go. Anyways, they're both good people, whatever. hard yeah. workers,
1: well-rounded youths. Right? We're in Connecticut. These are like the well-rounded youth of America, like the goodies.
0: Mm-hmm. Arnie is a tree trimmer. Debbie is a dog groomer and um Yeah, they're just kind of sweet young people. I said last time Arnie gives off like golden retriever yes. vibes. Yes, you did. Very mm-hmm. like just like all around sweet guy. I concur. So, they finally found this place to move out into because right now they're staying with Debbie's mom and all of her siblings and they've put pretty much all of their savings together to do this mm-hmm. and they're still having to like clean the place up mm-hmm. as part of like a way to get in the door mm-hmm. right so they're on their way to do that in july and they're bringing along badass big sister debbie's 11-year-old brother david to help clean up the house david very much like his big sister and the people around him is just a great kid He's sweet, he's kind, he's helpful. Yeah. Good kid. So they bring David along, and he's going to help clean up the house. So David goes into the main bedroom to start sweeping it out, and he sees that whoever lived there before had left their waterbed there. Yep. And as he's checking out this waterbed, all of a (laughs) sudden he sees a man who had, quote, coarse, ruddy skin Mm -hmm. and was wearing blue jeans and a torn plaid shirt and the man looks at him and tells david to beware and tells david to get out of the house and then he pushes david and holds him down into the waterbed yeah david jumps up of course freaked the fuck out runs out of the house and kind of collapses to the ground is really scared debbie runs after him he explains what happened her and arnie look around they're like there's nobody in the house She's like, come back in. It's fine. No one's in there. And he just flat out refuses. He will not go back into that house. And so Debbie and Arnie just assume that he's probably just trying to get out of helping. And they're like, fine. Just stay out here. Yeah. And we'll go home when we're done. And that's exactly what they do. He stays out there the whole time. And a few hours later, I'm assuming, they pack it up to go back to Debbie's mom's house. Fucking slacker. (laughs) (laughs) If you
1: wanted to get out of it, you didn't have to come, David.
0: (laughs) Back home. David says that he can keep seeing the old man Uh like in his head. And also the old man is like speaking to him. He's not seeing him in the room with them. He's kind of just like seeing him in his mind. Basically, he's also getting visuals of the old man in the rental house. And he sees that there's like an animal like scared in the house and the animals like trapped and it's scratching at the front door and he's having just these kind of weird visions. The old man's also w- continuously warning David, don't come into this house. Don't live in this house. So it's very tied to the house. Yes. And so David tells that to Debbie and Arnie and to like, his mom. Don't fucking move. Like, there. don't move in there. He's telling you guys not. Don't it's do a it. a warning. And Debbie kind of like challenges the the ghost demon who oh. the old man oh debbie and she kind of goes like if this is true if he doesn't want us to move in if he can hear us right now like why doesn't he give us a sign oh debbie. and so then after she says that the kitchen table where they're all sitting starts to shake mm-hmm. on its own and so now arnie and debbie are both like maybe there is something to this but let's just sleep on it We'll go back to the house tomorrow because, again, they've put all their money into it. Very much like Conjuring One. Yeah, I was going to say. Because remember Conjuring One, they moved into that like old historic farmhouse. And
1: they couldn't move out because it was everything. It's
0: literally all their money. Yeah. Luckily for Debbie and Arnie, they have a plan B, which is Debbie's mom's house, but they have already spent the money. Yeah.
1: You don't hear that? I did just hear that one. Okay.
0: Yeah. I think it's just something outside my windows open yeah but oh and the lights just went on (laughs) no they've been on the christmas lights Mm -hmm. okay they've been on this whole time oh god okay that's clear noises i'm okay with clear noises i don't like it when i can faintly hear something and you can't no 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 a clear noise is fine yes
1: No, no no i can hear that
0: (laughs) so the next day they go back to the house to finish cleaning up and the first thing they notice is that on the front door are animal scratches that had not Mm. been there before and this in all fairness to arnie and debbie is enough proof for them okay they were like nope we're we're out of here they get their shit and they leave good they're like we'll just eat the money it's fine that night back at debbie's mom's house david is more scared than ever He saw the old man again, but this time he was taking more of a form of like a beast with Mm -hmm. hooves and horns, sharp teeth and black eyes and sharp claws. And he's pissed at David for telling his family about the old man and what he had been doing to David. And then David jumps up. He says, he's coming for me. And he's obviously so terrified. And all the adults know that like David's not that good of a liar He's not like a prankster he's not that even if he's not kid. a prankster like it's hard to fake true terror mm-hmm. the next night um they had gone out all day they had, had a nice day out they come back home and David is refusing to enter his own mom's house um, and so Arnie goes in and he sees nothing, but he definitely gets like a weird feeling, mm-hmm. a weird vibe. But he comes back out and he promises David that he will protect him any way he can, that his family will always protect him. Yeah. So they finally get David down and sleeping in bed when he wakes up again terrified, screaming that the man's going to attack him. Mm-hmm. And just when he jumps out of bed, Arnie, Debbie, and David's mom see him clearly being hit by something. Um, he it looks like he's being hit multiple times. He ends up dropping to the ground, and then he ends up getting pushed and pulled around by a invisible entity. That's apparent. Like, what do you do? Um, I think. Well, I I would leave. Which we find out later wouldn't have helped. But I think I would have gathered my child up and gone to a hotel just, at the very least. I just
1: mean in this very moment. Like, in this very moment, would you, throw you No, I mean, do you throw yourself on your child? Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. to get them away from whatever this thing is that you can't see. Like
0: That's what they do in the reenactment. Mm-hmm. Um, Arnie and Debbie, like they don't say like specifically we did this. But in the reenactment part of the show, because that's what type of show it is. Yeah. Um, it shows kind of Arnie grabbing him and like bear hugging. him. There we go. Yeah. You
1: have to like forcefully hold. Cause otherwise something else is doing the same thing. Like mm-hmm. it's you against this unseen thing.
0: But after that, I would then probably go to a hotel,
1: which again, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. which apparently wouldn't have helped, but no. that would have been my first reaction as I'm getting the fuck. Honestly, I probably would have been out the minute the kitchen table shook. I've been like, that's enough. We're out of <laughs> here, kids. I don't care if it costs, it the was mortgage payment, but too bad. So they do what any respectable religious people do. Mm -hmm. They go to the priest, their local priest. Mm -hmm. And the priest believes them. But he's like, the problem is, is to even start the proceedings for an exorcism, you have to get like the church on board, like the main church, the head honchos. You have to prove it without a shadow of a doubt. And the process takes a really long time. So he's all we can get the ball rolling on that. But until then... Here's some candles to light in his room and some holy water and just read from the Bible. Say some prayers over him before bed every night and hope for the best. So they do that and it makes things way worse. And David starts having seizures because they're pissing off whatever is living inside of him. Yeah. So the priest comes over and ends up just Cleansing the house, giving it a blessing, and that helps comfort the family. But the priest has a feeling that that's not going to be enough. And so he needs to get some experts on the case. And who are our local East Coast paranormal experts? The Warrens. The Warrens. He calls Ed and Lorraine up and they are like, we will be there ASAP. Be there, be square. So I think they're there like the next night is how they made it seem in the on the show. I don't know if that's true, but they get there pretty quickly. Yeah. Upon arrival, as they're walking up the steps to the house before the family has greeted them, um, before they've even knocked on the door, Ed just has like a little trip up the stairs. Just, you know, a little Mm -hmm. skibbity-boo-bop. He's fine. They knock on the door. The family welcomes him in. They introduce him. Ed and Lorraine interview the rest of the family first. And when it comes time to like spend time with David, first of all, Lorraine notes that the tension is so thick in the house that you could like cut it with a knife. Mm -hmm. The tension, the bad vibes, the evil that you could like, it's palatable. You could feel it. And of course, Lorraine being Lorraine, she sees a black mist around David. So it's very clear that he is the haunted one here. Of course. And she says that when he talks and you look into his eyes that you don't even see a little boy. Like you're looking at a completely different entity when he looks up at you and talks. So Ed starts talking to david and the first thing david tells him is that you tripped up the stairs coming here tonight and it's like how did you know that and basically david lets him know that he hears everything the old man keeps him informed about everything that's how going exhausting. on exhausting which lorraine was blown away by because she said you know it's a it's a psychic attack but not in a good way in no a demonic way yeah but it was she thought it was very interesting the way that the demon was like kind of in his head and doing... he It kind of gave him like a psychic ability.
1: Yeah. It made him like a clairvoyant mm-hmm. like she is. But, but not in a good way.
0: No, exactly. Because she can control her own... Yeah, and what, it's coming from herself. It's not coming from... A, an evil place. Right. Mm-hmm. So then Ed does what Debbie had done previously, but Ed's an expert, so he knows how to do it. And he basically challenges because David says or the old man is kind of speaking through David a little bit and saying, David's basically saying like, he's all powerful. Like he could kill you at any time if he wanted to, Yeah, he could like pick you up and like throw you out of this house. Right. And Ed's like, well then why doesn't he do that? He's like, so do it then. Mm -hmm. It's like, if he can do all that, he's all have them, have him just do something simple, have him knock on the walls, have him, you know, move something and nothing happens. And Ed's like, oh, he can't do it. That's why. He's like, oh, he just can't. Yeah. And Ed kind of goats the demon into action. And that action is, again, first the kitchen table rattling and then all the objects around in the kitchen start really shaking hard. So and Lorraine know that they're in it now, boys. They found themselves a, a real demon. So the family does ask, like, why? why can't we just move? We'll just move. And Lorraine's like, nope. Too late. I can already see that the entity is like attached to David. It's not haunting this house. That's why it like came in with David. From the other house. It's haunting David himself. And mm-hmm. no matter where you move, it's gonna follow you guys. Um again, it reminded me of the conjuring one. Because that's what was happening with the mm-hmm. with the mom, right? Yep. So well, while they're trying to figure out what to do. Obviously, the major exorcism, like the big exorcism is not going to happen anytime soon. They start planning a minor exorcism with their local priest. Mm. But it's going to take a few weeks to throw together. In the meantime, David's, you know, starting to get worse. He's waking up with mysterious scratches and bruises on his body Um, His mom at one point witnesses him being like strangled by this entity. And then he has the markings on his neck. He'll wake up with the markings kind of all over his body. And the demon also starts talking through David. And so this is when you start getting the um, kind of that deeper guttural voice. That we heard last episode. Yeah. I don't know if it's that bad, but it's definitely not David's normal voice. Yeah one night during a really bad attack, David is basically just begging for it to leave him alone. He's begging his family, please stop making like, please make him stop hurting me. Please stop making him hurt me. And Arnie's had enough and he snaps and Arnie starts taunting the demon. He starts going, leave him alone. Leave my little buddy alone. Like you want somebody come take me, come get me and kind of, uh, you know, goes after the demon and taunts the demon that way. A few days go by after this attack where nothing's really happening to David. He's having a few peaceful days, but our man Arnie shit's starting to get weird. Uh. Seeing kind of shadowy figures. And then one time even he gets in his car and he turns the car on, but the car starts revving itself. And then he sees a shadowy figure like point at a tree and then the car just slams into drive and he can't. The brakes aren't working. Obviously. And the car slams itself into a tree. So cool. he was OK. But that's for now concerning. Yeah. So knowing this, Debbie and Arnie go to an exorcist. Um, I was unclear. I don't think this is the guy that comes and does the minor exorcism. OK. I don't know who this guy is, but okay. they go see him. He's a Catholic guy. Sure. They're all the same. Right. And he's blown away that they challenged the demon like oh, this. Oh, of course. He's all that's the worst thing you could have ever. <laughs> You're no
1: Ed Warren. I know. How dare you?
0: So he gives them a blessed crucifix. It's the mm. best he can do for them. And he's like, don't ever take this off. You wear this now 24 7. They go back home and David. Looks up at them and in his deep guttural voice, he basically lets them know, I see that necklace. I know where you got that necklace and it's not going to do you any good. And then some invisible entity rips the crucifix off of Arnie and throws it against the wall. (laughs) Take that. And then David tells them that he kind of snaps back to himself. Uh Uh-huh. And he's like, he's gone. He's gone back to the well. Right. And they're like, the well? He's like, yeah, the well at the back of the property. That's how he gets in and out of this like world basically is this well in the backyard of that rental property. Very ring. Yeah, kind of, huh? So Arnie and Debbie head over there because since they moved out, Arnie's mom has been staying there. Mm -hmm. And they're like freaked out. They tried warning her, she wouldn't listen it's a whole thing okay so they're like fuck we got to try to get my mom out of there yeah. right so they go back over there in the dead of night may i add and there's no sign of his mom so Ugh. something got her out of there i mean there's no sign meaning like her stuff's not even there. Oh, okay like she probably got She's freaked out. out and moved out okay and they never mention his mom again so i'm going to assume no news is good news yeah but they're looking around he tells Debbie's like you stay here check the house I'll go check the backyard fuck and I'm like, you there ain't no motherfucking way I'm hanging out by myself but whatever he goes to the backyard he finds the well he looks up he sees a demon kind of like what I already described with the hooves and the yeah, horns yeah, yeah. and the black pit eyes and he doesn't remember what happens next but what he does is apparently he walks back into the house and is very like threatening towards Debbie he doesn't okay hurt her Uh but you know this is our golden retriever boy right and he's like standing over her not responding to her getting very much like aggressively in her space yeah and she literally like slaps the shit out of him to like snap him out of it Uh and it works but that's what he remembers is waking up in the house to her being like freaked out he doesn't remember anything before that so creepy at this point you know just regular haunting stuff is going on Um, one night David is walking through the house with a knife hidden behind his back when he sees Arnie and he tries to stab Arnie. He lets the family know that it's not just that old man anymore. Now there's multiple demons attacking him. They basically, he doesn't get any rest. They're coming at him all the time. Uh The minor exorcism starts five weeks after the first sign of possession of David. Did I say Danny? (laughs) Danny. (laughs) if I ever said Danny I meant David sorry Uh, minor exorcism starts five weeks after the first sign of possession of David it gets to the point where they end up having to tie David to a chair because he's fighting back so hard it's normal exorcism shit it's you know if you've seen one exorcism movie you've seen them all deep guttural voices and noises and thrashing and yeah Mm mm-hmm it goes on for hours Gosh. until eventually David actually stops breathing. Arnie, of course, is the one who, resusc- who resuscitates him. They have to keep going after that until they finally exercise all the multiple demons out of him. Right. Luckily, they have Lorraine there. She can let them know. Oh, no, many. there's still, you know, entities here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, there's Bob and Joe mm-hmm.
1: and <laughs> all the dwarfs.
0: Afterwards, I thought this part was interesting because in Conjuring 2, you had talked about how much Lorraine wanted to, like, take a break. Mm -hmm. And in her interview about this case, um, she basically says that, She says they take a toll on you. Every single one, they all leave scars. Mm. So this one, I guess, kind of really stuck with her. But she had mentioned that whenever they do this stuff, it it leaves a lasting mark. Obviously. Now, I'm not sure if it's weeks or months later. But sometime after the exorcism, Mm -hmm. things have pretty much gone back to normal For David Mm -hmm. and his mom. And because things have quieted down, Debbie and Arnie do move into their first apartment. This is an apartment owned by Debbie's boss at the dog kennel that she works at. His name is Alan Bono and he's 40 years old. And he's like, you know, an interesting guy. You said last time that he was my dad. Oh, did I? And like you're
1: like, here gives me your dad vibes because oh. he's like, an always want to be good time, even if it's not an appropriate time. Yeah. And
0: like, kind of showy like a, offy. like, I'll, I'll, I'll take you kids out to lunch. I'll take you, I'll buy the beer. Yeah. J- to get the attention. To, yeah. To get the must ear be the to tell the
1: story. Yeah.
0: He wants to be the man. He wants to tell the story. He wants to be the life of the party. That's That's why he's hanging out with 19-year-old children. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. That was a great analogy I came up with last time. That's why I remembered. (laughs) Um... David, on the other hand, not or, uh, sorry, Arnie, on the other hand, not having the best time, he's getting weirder and weirder. <laughs> he's starting to just growl randomly. Our golden retriever is turning into like a stray cat, <laughs> yeah. like an, an alley dog. He's hallucinating. He's experiencing memory loss. Uh, his voice and demeanor in general is just kind of changing. He's mm. getting darker and more isolated, weirder. One day... He takes the day off work, which is unlike the old Arnie, but the new Arnie does it all the fucking time, apparently. (laughs) Well, he's got a lot going on. He takes the day off work and he decides to go visit Debbie at her job. Um, I don't know if he brings them along with him, but somehow it ends up being him, his sister and Debbie's nine year old cousin, Mary. Yeah. Bizarre. I don't know what these group of people are doing. But yeah. They're visiting Debbie at work. Alan's there and he actually needs his stereo fixed. So he asked Arnie if he could come take a look. Fix the stereo. Arnie does. He fixes the stereo and to pay him back. Alan takes everybody out to lunch. Yeah, They have a nice long happy fun filled lunch. Um, Alan's trying to buy everybody drinks but um, Arnie and Debbie are keeping it light they just have like a drink each because they got the kids with they them. got the kids with them and i don't think arnie's really in the mood you know mm. they're also not 21 <laughs> oh that doesn't matter i know but it's just like yeah but this is also it might not have been the law back then in connecticut oh, okay because the laws yeah. have changed semi-recently for the 21 and older thing okay the point is alan who's a very heavy drinker mm-hmm. gets fucking trashed yes. and then invites everybody back to his apartment. And again, they don't really, Arnie doesn't really want to go, but it's their landlord Uh and his girl's boss. Uh And, you know, he does do nice things for them, like take them out and pay for shit and whatever. So he's like, all right, fine, fuck it. So they all go back to Alan's apartment. Alan turns the music on his brand new stereo or on his fixed stereo. He's blasting it. It's party time. They're partying. The music is so fucking loud (laughs) and they want him to turn it down and he just is not hearing them he is too he's like you want it louder yeah let's go hard so to get the girls out of there debbie's like we're gonna go get some pizza so she goes and gets pizza i don't know if it's just to get the girls out there or maybe she thinks pizza will sober everybody up a little bit both but she's going on a pizza run and she just gets this overwhelmingly sickening feeling that something bad is going to happen so she turns back around with the girls Goes back to the apartment. She sees the situation. Alan's partying hard. Arnie's annoyed as fuck. And she's like, let's just get out of here. Mm-hmm. Let's just leave. Call it a day. And so Arnie starts you know, packing up everybody to leave. And Alan's not having it. An argument ensues. He wants them to stay. They want to leave back and forth, blah, blah, blah. Until Alan grabs nine-year-old Mary. Oh, fuck him up. And won't let her go Mm -mm. as a way to, like, try to make them stay. And as he's doing this and arguing with Debbie, Arnie walks back into the room and snaps. Mm. Alan sees this. He lets go of Mary The girls run out, meaning uh, Arnie's sister and nine-year-old Mary run out of the apartment. Debbie knows what's going to happen. So she's trying to, she figures they're about to get into a fight. So she's trying to break up the fight from happening, calm everybody down. But Arnie is too far gone. And next thing we know, he has a pocket knife out and he proceeds to stab Alan Bono 22 times in the torso and in the chest. And then he just casually walks out of the apartment, doesn't
1: time. run, yeah. doesn't
0: freak, doesn't do anything. He literally just turns around, casually walks out. It's time for a stroll. He's picked up um, a few hours later by the police. He's less than two miles away from the crime scene, and he's literally just wandering about. Uh-huh. And I really liked that scene in, the in Conjuring. The movie. Yeah. It's really funny. It is. The actor... That they
1: picked is so good. And that I considered doing that as my look of the week. Oh. That week. Just you taking a picture of me from inside the car mm-hmm. and me walking along the side of the road, yeah. just covered in blood, like, huh? Uh,
0: yeah. Your eyes rolled back in your uh, head. What? The next day, Lorraine's actually the ones who calls the police. Cause she knows. And lets them know that Arnie was possessed. That it wasn't him that did that. It was the demon possessing his body. Somehow this gets leaked to the media and the media frenzy starts over this uh-huh. case. Trial begins on October 28th, 1981. My eight looks like a three. I almost said 1931. Oh like my that God. can't be right. Trial starts October 28th, 1981. Arnie's lawyer, Martin Manella, pleads for him not guilty due to demonic possession. The first time that this has ever been used in a court of law. He says that Arnie was, quote, possessed by a demon and it was the demon who actually manipulated his body. He also has a famous quote saying the courts have dealt with the existence of God, and now they're going to have to deal with the existence of the devil. Okay. This plea gets thrown out immediately by the judge who sees it as irrelative and unscientific. On November 24th, after three days of deliberation, the jury sends down a first degree manslaughter conviction guilty of Arnie he is sentenced to 10 to 20 years in prison while in prison um, Arnie and Debbie actually get married Aww. and he's released in 1986 after five years served which I'm assuming is probably for really good behavior because he's our golden retriever and um, as of 2006 him and Debbie were still married still Cute. in love I believe everybody just went back to normal lives after that. Like Which David, so the mom, Arnie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they all just went back to like normal, quiet lives.
1: That's the part that fucks with me so hard. Yeah. Is how does something become so deeply attached to this family and then just vanish?
0: Well, the because they did the exorcism yeah. on David, so that's fine. But yeah, what about Arnie? Yeah. Because no one ever talks about... No. They don't do an exorcism on Arnie. What,
1: what, the demon didn't want to go to jail? Right. Uh, (laughs) You can't strap me
0: down. Yeah, it's all very valid points. And in that episode of A Haunting, it ends really weirdly because clearly they're filming it after Arnie's been out of prison. They're filming it in 2006, but they don't mention any of that. They literally talk about the haunting. And then after um, the demons are exorcised from David... They're just like, and everyone lived happily ever after. The end. You're like, what? That's not even, that's not the end. Right. And what's even crazier is that they talk about in that episode of A Haunting, Arnie being possessed and they still don't go anywhere with it.
1: I Believe me. That's what I, it just, it doesn't leave me settled.
0: <laughs> I would say if you are a skeptic, which is fair, um, especially dealing with Ed and Lorraine Warren. Maybe like you could be open to the idea that maybe there was a haunting or David was possessed, but maybe they did just come up with something for Arnie to try to get him a not guilty plea. Yeah. I think do I think that he should have killed Alan Bono Bono? No, I do think it is not crazy to kind of lose it on a guy who's physically harming you know basically his nine-year-old cousin right because they're all like a blended family yeah but the 22 times starts to get excessive i feel like one quick stab to let him know you're serious and you could probably just cut out for real so you know i but i I don't know what would make what seems like a very level-headed sweet guy stab somebody 22 times um But I would be interested because, like we said, with David, there was the explanation that he he was exercised, (laughs) but there was nothing for that for Arnie. So I'm wondering if they did just make that up for Arnie to try to get a not guilty plea, because if it would have worked... We all know how our Ed and Lorraine loved the spotlight. (laughs) Yeah. If it would have worked, think about the history that would have made and they would have been the cause of it and they would have been right in the center of it. It would have been a very big deal. Wow. So there you go. The Arnie Cheyenne Johnson. That's his full name. Arnie Cheyenne Johnson. (laughs) I don't remember that
1: from last time.
0: Yeah, I think I always leave it out. But yep. What do you think? That's so
1: interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. It's different in that it's passed between two people, right? It's a a shared thing. Mm -hmm. And then we've got the whole legality side of it, like the judicial, you know, Mm -hmm. which is rarely gone into detail when you go into like exorcisms, right? All we care about is how you get rid of the demon.
0: And I do remember, it's coming back to me now from last time, um, it has to be this one, even though they had what you would call like proof that he was possessed or at the very least that David was possessed. Mm-hmm. I believe that's c- circumstantial possibly. I'm not sure how that works. The evidence wasn't seen as serious and the church wouldn't back up anything Ed and Lorraine were saying because it was a minor exorcism that they had thrown together and not an official Catholic exorcism.
1: Ah. So the
0: Catholic Church refused to back it. Okay. And I believe at the end of the day, the priests that were involved because the church wasn't backing it, took back whatever they had to say about it. Oh. So if I remember correctly, the family, the lawyers and Lorraine were left on their own. The church, surprise, surprise, yeah. completely abandoned everybody. Shocking. To save face. That doesn't I'm, sound right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay
1: so obviously we've promised this conjuring Christmas conjuring Christmas but as we also stated it's a Friday and we've already done it (laughs) and we have a surprise yep because you gifted this little gem to me Mm. for Halloween we have a motherfucking Kevin Bacon movie (sighs) that's what I'm talking about what more of a Christmas present than to have the demon murder case, 1983. Love to see it. So I'm going to run through Conjuring 3.
0: Yeah. I, I mean we just talked about Conjuring 2. It's all basically the same movies. Right. There are
1: some things to highlight. <clears throat> so what? We've got Ed and Lorraine called out for the exorcism in July. Just like you said, it was five months prior in this movie that it wasn't. Judy and Arnie moving. It's the Glatzel family. It's moving. Yeah. Right. So they mix that up. David finds the waterbed. Obviously, all that fun and games. Um, I know what kid doesn't love a waterbed. My parents have a motherfucking waterbed. They have to this day. It's like my whole life. It's like the same one in the fucking movie. Right. Because they're all the same. Yeah. And Violet loves playing on it. Yeah. It's her favorite thing to do every time we go there. So I just immediately, when I see David doing that in the movie, it's like, duh. That's what any kid would do. Okay. So you see the thing lurking in the water. It gets him, right? Ever since then, shit goes crazy. So at the Glatzel house, we've got this exorcism with Ed Lorraine, the Glatzels, boyfriend Arnie, and then father Gordon. I believe has been in like all the Conjuring movies. He's like their go-to priest.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was wondering that. He, so, I recognized him.
1: For sure. So Father Gordon gets... I
0: think I thought he might have even been, if I'm thinking of the same person, I thought he might have been um, old man Billy in The Conjuring 2.
1: That guy was really old. Oh, was he? <laughs> yeah. Okay, never mind. Really old. Mm-hmm. But Father Gordon gets knocked the fuck out with like a flying plate saucer, right? Yeah. yeah. Literally. <laughs> yeah. That's uh-huh. funny. Ed thinks he can take over. Ends up having a massive heart attack. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Aine is having these visions of fire and these underground tunnels, these freaky demonic symbols. All of it is very free, freemason
0: Yeah.
1: Of episode seventy nine from Hell. Yeah. Totally. Right? The the visions. All of it yeah. with their yeah their ceremonies. Yeah. It seems as if with no hope in sight. Arnie decides to offer himself, right? Again, he's challenging the demon. This is a boyfriend. You're not even blood related to David.
0: I know. But that's what I'm saying. He's a sweet, kind boy. He's He's the
1: fucking best. So he's like, take me instead. And we all know
0: how that works out. And the Arnie in real life to give you a visual. Because they have like a very cute little kind of sickly looking Arnie in the movie. Mm -hmm. But in real life to back up the golden retriever vibe, he's like a big... Like Stop blue it. collar working boy, and he's oh blonde. Oh my god! He's like a big blonde, so sweet lumberjack looking guy. The best.
1: The two boys lock eyes, and you basically see the demon like go from one boy into the other. Yeah. David goes limp. They both they both fall to the floor. Very Christmassy. All is calm, but not all is right. Oh. <laughs> In the house. Uh, The exorcism may have ended for David, but it is beginning for Arnie. So, while things are normal, Arnie and Judy move in together above the dog kennel. So, she's not a groomer. It's like a boarding house Mm -hmm. for dogs, basically, right? Yep. And so, they live on site. And... When he's around, the dogs start to go kind of bizarro. Mm-hmm. They bark, and they're really uncomfortable around him. Anyway, so then we see them at a barbecue at the Glatzel house. He sees something in the house that scares him. And then one day at work, trimming trees, he's up in the tree, and he sees the same vision of this, like, woman. mm mm-hmm. um, And it scares him, and he drops the chainsaw and almost kills his fucking coworker. Yeah. So they're like, bro, you got to go.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so maybe he wasn't calling in sick all those days. Maybe they're like,
2: the <laughs> he was suspended.
1: So he goes home. Judy's like, you must be sick. Dogs are going crazy. Obviously something's off. And who of course knows better than anyone when something's off. But Ed, who immediately wakes up from this massive surgery. He gets like a stint in his heart. Yeah. And he's all like, call call the police right he sees lorraine and he's all like call police it's got arnie oh gosh (laughs) right it's like as soon as he wakes up in the hospital so they get the patrol car sent over to the kennel we all know it's too late arnie has already stabbed the owner who in this movie was not like pompous like not like showy offy he was just like a hippie stonery kind of party guy yeah right he was much more chill and laid back. and Right. But what Arnie was seeing was a demon. Right. And he thought that the demon was trying to attack the girlfriend. Right. Right. So that's why in the movie, it's like we're seeing it. It makes more sense.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Same thing that you said, though, very calmly. He just saunters off. Yeah. Just covered in blood. And when police find him, he's like, I think I heard someone. He goes to jail. So we got Ed and Lorraine and Judy and David. And they're the only ones that really believe Arnie.
0: Is her name Judy in the movie? Yeah. Oh, they changed it from Debbie. That's weird.
1: Uh-huh. Um, so Arnie's left without legal representation but Ed and Lorraine managed to convince an attorney to take the case after they have her over for dinner with Annabelle, right? She needed to be convinced. Oh. Yeah. We don't get to see any of that. September, Arnie pleads not guilty to first-degree murder, like you said, reason of demonic possession, first of its kind, and also the first time Ed and Lorraine have had to prove the possession after the fact.
0: Oh. Oh. Right. Because
1: okay. it's already happened. It's like, OK. Yeah. So they go back to day one where they figure out the waterbed situation. Um, they go to the house and they take note of the rotting floorboards that the family just assumed was due to the waterbed. Mm-hmm. And they're like, nope, this is sus. Lorraine goes under the house where she finds a witch's totem. So this is where shit gets fucking bizarre and has nothing to do with nothing.
0: Not a thing. This but it's fun. It's, yeah, it's good. It makes for a great movie. It makes for a great movie, but it has nothing it has to do nothing with It has nothing to do life.
1: with fucking anything. So we got this witchy totem made from animal bones that say Satanists use to place a curse on someone. So the deal with the curse versus like a possession is someone tasked this demon to perform an act. Right. So it needs the body to do such task. Mm -hmm. And so that's what it's there for. And I guess that's the reasoning why it can move between these bodies is because as long as it's getting the fucking job done, doesn't matter who it's possessing. So that's fun. (laughs) Not fully educated on curses. Ed and Lorraine have to go talk to this father, Kastner guy who worked with cults for years, lived with them. And he's like, don't fucking look into this any further. Okay. He's like, turn back now. This is bad news. But they don't care. They don't listen. And then there's this whole thing about a missing girl in Massachusetts. Again, has nothing to do with fucking anything. Ed and Lorraine, while they were in Massachusetts, got the flowers delivered to them, which immediately die, and they find the totem in the vase. Yes. Okay. So... Lorraine's like, fuck this shit. I'm taking this back to Father Kastner. Ed is still weak from surgery, so he stays home with one of their assistants. He's researching the train tracks and the schedules, and this is how we came up with our fucking rule, because we had heard the train so many times. Oh, my gosh. And then it
0: was part of the movie, and so we're like, this is our new rule. Oh, what a fun time we had back then. Sorry (laughs) you guys missed it. (laughs) Uh, so Lorraine
1: shows up to Father Kastner's, shows him the totem, and he decides that now's the time to tell her a little story.
0: Oh, this, now this I haven't seen yet, because this is where I stopped watching. So he goes on, they go down in that little basement yep. of his,
1: and he takes out a family photo album and explains to her how his wife died during childbirth, leaving him to raise their daughter alone in the very house that they sit This is the house where he did all of his fucking cult studies Mm -hmm. and this and that. And so because of all of this research, his daughter also became obsessed with the occult and she eventually joined forces with them. She went to the dark side. She went very Kylo Ren.
2: Okay.
0: (laughs) So I'm shocked you even know who that is. It's because it's the-, the
1: only thing worth knowing about any of those fucking movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's
0: so funny. So
1: it's his very daughter who is casting these curses, and Lorraine is pissed.
0: Yeah, she. You like, could have told us this in the beginning. Yeah,
1: but she doesn't have time to argue with him because she's the witchy daughter's there. Oh. They hear the floorboards creak. She's there for real life? For real life. Ooh. We hear the floorboards He creak. lets her live in the house? No, she just, like, appears. Okay. Right? So whatever. She So Lorraine is forced to go run and hide. There's, like, these underground tunnels that she's been seeing, right? Mm-hmm. Underneath the property that they're at. Okay. So she goes running in through these tunnels trying to save herself where we see the witchy bitch cut her dad's throat leaves him to bleed out on his desk all over the family photos. (laughs) And then there's this dramatic fight between good and evil. Once Ed figured out the train tracks, he knew that it led back to the house, Mm -hmm. the tunnels. So he's, of course, there. Yep. But just like in the last Conjuring, he got his vision fucked up due to the steam. The witchy girl blows like dust in his face. And so he doesn't know what he's seeing anymore. His vision's all fucked up. He thinks that the witch is Lorraine, but it's not. So then, when he finally does find Lorraine, he thinks it's the witch. And so, it's their love that has to prove true. Yeah. And right. So, love and good and blah, blah, blah. It all conquers all.
0: Of course. Right.
1: And they end up breaking the altar that she was casting her spells from. Mm-hmm. And that breaks the curse.
0: Fantastic.
1: And meanwhile, while all this is going on, Arnie's in prison, mm-hmm. floating in the air, and his body's twisting and turning, and shit's yeah. going fucking mad. Yeah, yeah. But, you know. Okay. All is done. November 24th, 1981, the jury finds Arnie guilty of manslaughter, and Ed keeps a little fucking bowl <laughs> from the altar and puts it in his museum.
0: Ta-da! Fantastic.
1: Another conjuring. Boom. Boom.
0: How, how many knives?
1: I mean, again, for the case.
0: <laughs> yeah, but for just watching it and liking it.
1: For watching it and liking it, I'll give it a three and a half. Okay. Yeah. I like the first one better. Really? I do. Okay. Yeah. This one was more Hollywood movie for me.
0: Mm.
1: Um, And with all the court stuff, I don't know. It was just, and I it really bugged me. How hypocritical Ed and Lorraine were in the movie of Father Kastner's and all of his cult stuff. Yes. And then you fucking keep the bowl, bro. Yeah, I know. So that never Listen, sat they're right. They're not perfect people. I know that never sat right with me. Okay.
0: Now on to the real, the reason real. We're here. This is
1: 1983. So this is just a couple years.
0: <clears throat> um, oh, it was made in 1983. Yeah. Yeah, they jumped on it. Mm hmm. They called Kevin Bacon, was like, we need you um, now. And f- I mean, what? I think
1: the Friday the 13th was like 79 or something, mm-hmm. right? So this was like prime Kevin Bacon.
0: <laughs> yeah, Footloose has to be somewhere around this time, right? hmm And you all know
1: how excited I was about Kevin Bacon on our Friday the 13th episode, whatever fucking number that was. <laughs> um, the first time we see... Kevin Bacon who is Arnie Mm -hmm. he's being transported by sheriff to his court appearance right he's just in like a nice little suit and tie sitting there all alone in the little bus we see defense attorney Marino being interviewed by Cloris Leachman oh yeah I forgot about that fuck I watched this movie like a month month ago. ago yeah as he walks into the courtroom telling her he believes his client is still possessed by demons.
2: <clears throat>
1: and then we go back in time a year earlier. They changed all the names in this movie. So Arnie is Kenny Miller. It's the Fraser family. Uh, daughter Nancy is accomp- accompanied by Kenny. Little brother Brian. Mm. And they're all getting out of the car, but this one it is. It's Nancy and Kenny who are moving into their new place. So this okay. one's more accurate.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: She tells the mom that they all came across this king size waterbed, right? And what I need to fix these fucking names. What I'm going to just call them, what David claims he had seen. Okay. Right. And she's being a badass big sister in this movie. Like, she's standing up for her little brother. Like, Mom, David's really scared. Like, something happened at this house. Mm -hmm. Go talk to him. Okay? The dad is a bit of a dick. I'm getting Oh, there's a dad in this one? And I feel... In this movie, I feel like there was like a stepdad vibe. Okay. Yeah. Uh Yeah, no dad is mentioned in A Haunting. Yeah, there's a dad. And he's all like, it's just his mind playing tricks on him. It's fine. But the mom does. She goes and asks, like, tell me what you saw. And he describes exactly what you were going towards. Like an old man who's been badly burned with sunken eyes, an old hat, a plaid shirt, jeans with holes in the knees, and hooves. Oh, he already has the hooves. Mm Mm-hmm. The mom tells him, now that you're home, everything will be fine. But he's like, no, mom, the beast followed me. Like, the beast is here. And she's like, this isn't fucking funny anymore.
0: Right. Okay. Oh, it'd be so creepy and
1: terrifying. Mm -hmm. So... Debbie's trying to come up with logical reasons why her brother would be saying these things. Because she's like, this isn't like him. This just doesn't make sense for my brother. And she wants to back out of buying the new house. But Arnie's like, we're going to lose all of our money. Right. Mom also wants to believe her son. But the dad's all like, you've got that kid all wrong. He's got you wrapped around your little fuck or his finger. Like you're just, he's being a softy, blah, blah, blah. Suddenly things begin to shake. David starts screaming. He's out of his bed on the floor saying that there is a man there trying to cut him. They're like, obviously, you had a bad dream. They try to put him back into bed, but he is not sleepy. And now this fucking demon is telling the family, through David, you all will die. Like, in an adult man's voice. Yeah. So the same thing. We've got these young, prepubescent children, like, 11 years old. Right? Wasn't Janet in the last one, like, around the same age? Um janet margaret was the oldest sister she was like 14. oh the last
0: one sorry i was still thinking when you said the last one i was thinking of the last movie you just talked about no
1: the last episode. yes janet
0: was 11 it was like 13 11 yeah and so the little these brothers were 11 year olds right 9. talking like old ass men yeah i know so creepy mm-hmm.
1: david is crying out in pain uh telling them that he's been stabbed everything's going off the rails very poltergeisty we got shit flying all over the room they police arrive because of like noise complaints but when they get there and they hear the noises they're like we're fucking out
0: oh how funny yeah they're like we can't uh-uh i mean listen they're not wrong right <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: So, we have the face-off between David and Arnie. The camera's going back and forth between their two faces, right? Like, the demon's trying to communicate. Okay, they reach out to a priest, but they don't get a response back. So, mom somehow knows these local demonologists, Guy and Charlotte Harris. I wonder who they
0: could be. Uh, that's their names? <laughs> yes. How funny. Guy, Guy. and Charlotte Harris. <laughs> Guy played by Andy Griffith. Stop it. No, nope. Hilarious. Girl, when I'm
1: watching this movie and I'm like,
0: what? I don't remember that from last time. Mm-hmm.
1: Whoa. They agree to come that night with a doctor and Father Thomas Egon, Aegon, I don't know. The priest seems like a skeptic. He's also a real dick. He's all like, "Well, uh, he's telling the kid to like basically like prove it, right?" And he can't. And it's like, "Well, it seems like you're just making shit up." But then, you know, taunting it. He doesn't like it, so the house starts to shake. Oh, do you the hear train! it?
0: I don't know if they're going to be able to hear it. I know, but cheers. We can hear it. Ooh. How does it sound further? How does it sound far away when it's the same train it's tracks? It's the same tracks
1: because it's a smaller train. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Wait, it's getting. Maybe they, maybe they will hear it as you talk. <laughs> as it gets closer. Uh, uh, uh. Also, the problem with this mic stand is now I'm accidentally bumping my mic right on the Right on the tip. So if you guys hear that, like, if there's like a popping in your ear, I'm so sorry. Yeah,
1: we're learning, you guys. If it's awful, we won't do it again. (laughs) Okay, So the house is shaking. Guy and Charlotte, they're like, we got to go, but we're going to leave you better, you know, safe than sorry. Same thing. Holy water, cross, Bible, like, good luck. (laughs) Kenny... Who is fucking Arnie is holding David down in the bed that night as the mom is trying all of the above. It's only making shit worse. So the next day, the Warrens arrived just in time to see Arnie tell the demon to enter him instead.
0: Right. And they're all don't do it. It's a mm-hmm. bad idea.
1: Head is like, never challenge the (laughs) (laughs) church! They try to convince the church to help, but Father Asshole refuses. Another Father, Dietrich or something, he does offer to help, and they do attempt an exorcism in the church. Doesn't go as planned, but like you said, this is when we learn all, all the names, right? There's like a million
0: of them. Uh... It's here. Damn, we heard it from hello far away. Took forever to get up here. (laughs) (laughs) It's so loud.
1: All right. So we got our 42 demons. That's what it was. I Mm -hmm. knew it was something like that, but I didn't write it down. Yeah, Yeah, 42. And the next thing we see is them carrying a limped-bodied David out of the church. And, I mean, he's, like, wrapped in a blanket, like, go home, everything's fine now. (laughs) Even though we don't know what the fuck's going on. At home, David's apologizing to his family, like, I'm so sorry for everything we've been through. They say a prayer together. David tries to go to bed. Downstairs, the family's asking themselves, like, why would God let something happen like this? Like, why would it allow a beast to come at somebody we love so much? And no one has an answer because, you know, typical. (laughs) They do a hail Mary, I guess. Is that what it is? Yeah.
0: Oh, I don't know. I'm so stupid. I went straight to football. (laughs) (laughs) You know what a hail Mary is In, in football? Yeah. No, that's when like, your time is done you're at the very last few seconds and so the only thing you can do is throw a hail mary and that's when the quarterback throws that really long pass that goes all oh, the way yeah. across the field mm-hmm. and, and nine hope? times out of the 10 it doesn't work mm-hmm. but every once in a while every once in a great while it works and it's a hail mary pass well there we go Because it's literally the last, last thing they can do well
1: so they do that
0: and <laughs> they that, throw that football and it
1: pisses the demon yeah. off the demon apparently is not gone david levitates off his bed is it scary
2: yeah i
1: All mean right. it's not like now scary it's is, is it 1980s what three did you say yes is it 83 scary yeah mm-hmm. for sure
0: especially you to remember back then they're in the middle of like satanic panic for sure
1: yeah absolutely
0: not having anything
1: else to do. What does Arnie do? He's got to... You know, take the demon or whatever. Right? They also need to get the fuck out of this house. So... Yeah, s- sister, Yeah, fist, bleh, fister. Sister gets the job from this guy, Phil. At the dog kennel. This guy is very much the guy you described.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Big time accurate on this guy. Kenny is now doing the weird shit. Fuck. fuck. Who is Arnie? He's up in the tree. And he's chopping down limbs when he suddenly falls. Uh, The next time we see him driving up to the dog kennel, all the dogs are barking like crazy. He's telling his girlfriend about what happened at work. And he does believe that it's a demon trying to kill him. And I was excited at the time when we were reviewing this movie because it happens to be Halloween night (laughs) at the Warren household. Where Lorraine is telling Ed that she can feel a tragedy coming. She calls the sheriff and tells them about the premonition, but they can't act on a hunch. Right. Right. I mean, what are they going to do? So, the next day, Debbie and Arnie are at the beach. And Arnie gets real fucking weird. And he tells Debbie that he can see this figure standing in the distance that has hooves for feet. Cool. Cool. And she tries to get him to leave, but he's in this weird fucking trance. And when he comes back to, he can't remember any of it. They go back to their place for some sexy time, but it's hard to do that. Arnie's fucking mind is in la-la land, Mm -hmm. all possessed and shit. He falls from the bed and starts crawling around like an animal grunting. Amazing. And Debbie's like, what the fuck, bro? In incredible and he comes back to like i don't know what the fuck you're talking about oh i gotta watch this
0: i would pay such good money to see kevin bacon do this shit Uh uh-huh
1: so she writes it off like it's stress whatever take the time off they do eventually have a little sexy time kennel owner comes to see if arnie can fix his stereo makes a comment like you better marry that Fucking piece of ass of yours, which Whoa. Really, really pisses Arnie off. Kind of
0: pisses me off. Can mm. you be a little more respectful, please?
1: <clears throat> but she's
0: of course like, dude, this is my boss and our landlord. He's allowed to be as disrespectful to me as he wants. Exactly. It's the eighties. I know. What a wild
1: time. She shows up with pizza for the boys. Um, there was a lunch with the kids. Where everyone gets all drunk or whatever. But they don't come back to the house. Mm. I don't think. Not, okay. that, not that I can remember. But whatever. Um. Anyways. Dude's been drinking. Can't take the hint. Gets handsy with Debbie. And when she tries to leave. He's all like. You can't walk out on me. And when he goes to put his hands. On Debbie. Pff, Arnie's done. It's over. And comes at the guy with a kitchen knife. Not a pocket knife. Okay. Nancy, fuck Debbie, throws herself at Arnie, begging him to stop. But the two men are now, like, fighting it out Mm -hmm. in the yard. And finally, Arnie does eventually kill the guy. And then... Oh, my God. Can you remember? Can you remember what happens? He does not walk away in this movie. Oh. Do you remember? No, He fucking crawls away, growling <laughs> into a nearby field. That's right. I do remember. Yeah, there's, like, a little rock wall that he has to, like, crawl over.
0: What? Oh, my That's God. That's so funny. God.
1: Oh, Like, imagine... Oh, that, I'm imagining that, No, it. the exorcist, like, crab walk mm-hmm. crawl that she does, right? Imagine him doing, like, that. Yeah. And in this fucking field. I'm, I'm picturing
0: a possessed crawl, yeah, for it's... sure. That's so funny. I can't believe they made Kevin Bacon do this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He's found by police that evening and immediately tells them, I think I hurt someone, before he breaks down in tears. He's arrested for murder but claims he doesn't remember what happened, tells the officer he's been drinking Because, I mean, what else do you fucking tell them? Mm -hmm. I'm possessed. So we're back in the present. We're in the courthouse. And the court's trying to decide how they're going to handle this. Because they've never dealt with a possession as a defense before. The judge is arguing that, possessed or not, they're still intent. And there is no sufficient degree of reliability to present the evidence that they have. And calls for, like, a recess. Okay. A month later, we're back in court, and the jury gives their verdict, declaring Kenny not guilty of murder, right, with intent to kill, but instead guilty of the lesser charge of manslaughter. And, um, like, when he's sentenced, the lights in the court start to flicker. <laughs> And when given the opportunity to speak, the only thing Arnie says is, I'm sorry. The judge decides, based on that, that he must have no remorse for what he's done, gives him the sentence of 10 to 20 years. And we are full circle back to the bus, right, with the suit and the tie. And this time he's being transported to prison. Back at the Fraser-Glatzel house, the mom is hearing a strange noise and calls out for David, who is sound asleep in bed. She traces the sound to the basement stairs, where she sees a bucket fly off the ground, and she screams. And then the movie ends. Perfect. With David rocking back and forth in a chair. As the credits roll across his face. Oh, my gosh. So, is everyone still possessed? What the fuck happened in this movie? I don't know. But regardless, I think it's more accurate to the case.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, The Conjuring, they just make up whatever they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
1: I'd give this one also, like, a solid 3-5, regardless of being, like, a a decent movie. But, like, for doing better to keeping it true to what actually happened love it right and they did they they brought in the ed and lorraine but didn't make them the star of the show
0: yeah Hmm.
1: we didn't need the unnecessary addition of all these fictitious characters
0: right to make
1: it more scary it was scary enough on its own this fucking possessed little boy scaring the shit out of his whole family and then passing it on to this golden retriever of a man who then kills a person and crawls away in a fuel time mean,
0: I can't <laughs> yeah. that. that is so fucking funny they really got that part right amazing so yeah
1: I mean you gave me that wonderful gift and I couldn't not go over it so Love it. Merry Christmas Merry, everyone Merry pondering
0: Christmas to us yeah makes me bummed out about the next one it will not be as much fun oh no but you know that's what we're here for we're not here we can't just always
1: to- uplift you guys <laughs>
0: all our positive vibes so we already talked about what your look of the week was going to be this week we're basically going maybe maybe we'll make a christmas card for y'all
1: yeah we're gonna have a podcast christmas card that's happy what we're thinking from us because mm-hmm. we're
0: going to be all dressed up tomorrow for our drag show um so i don't know what we're going to do but there's got to be something we can take a picture with tomorrow yeah there's got to be some lit up thing you uh, know right it's just got to be inside somewhere since we're going to be walking
1: around in the fucking rain. Well, that's what
0: I was just thinking. Or we wait till the end of the night and we just say fuck it and take and it, it in the rain. Stand in which the would rain. Be hilarious. It would be, yeah, well, worst case As our scenario. hair and makeup just melts right mm-hmm. off of our faces. Worst case scenario. So yeah, we'll figure it out. It'll be cute. Um other than that, I think we've covered all of our bases. We we
1: have now officially done all the Conjuring. You better knock on wood. Thus far,
0: last time it looked like we had done Conjuring three yeah. as well.
1: No, but I mean we did it right, right? We did one, two, and we three. Did two, we did three.
0: We're done. Yeah. Until Conjuring
1: four comes out. Is it in the books? Is it planned? Has it been? Told? I have. Oh, I don't have any yeah. clue. But the Mm-mm. characters
0: are still alive, so I can't imagine they wouldn't do it. Yeah.
1: Well, like I said last episode, we know that they're gonna do the crooked man yeah maybe but nobody cares about that one
0: that looks so fucking stupid oh i've never been less scared in my life for real
1: smiling at you for jizo piso
0: i hate him i think he's so stupid looking Mm -hmm. anywho uh to end on a positive note if you want to leave us a five-star review or a rate, subscribe. Ring a bell. we really It's appreciate the holiday it.
1: season. Ring a fucking bell. It is the
0: holiday season. Jingle, jingle. Next time we talk to you, it'll be post-Christmas, which is our holiday. Also post-Hanukkah. Um, I don't know about the other December holidays, because I'm not that cool. Christmas,
1: Hana That's
0: right. Happy all of that stuff. Yeah. We're going to talk to you guys in the new year. It'll be a nice fresh start to the new year for THC. And uh, we'll... You know, we'll drop you a Christmas card. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time. Bye. Happy holidays, guys. Have a good one. Follow along. Be safe. (laughs) We love you. Be merry. Be bright.